Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of A Makeshift Plan. I'm Joyce, and thank you so much for tuning in. I can't believe you guys are still listening to this or that you remember this exists, but I'm glad glad that you do, (laughs) Um, because, you know, sometimes I forget that this even exists. So what have I been doing for the past two months of this year? I can't believe it's actually been that long. Like I literally recorded my last episode, I think like a week into work or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was like week one of training. How crazy is that? Um, yeah. So between all of that time, I've just been busy trying to get the hang of things at work. And that brings me to why I did not accomplish my to-do from my last episode. If you guys remember, I wanted to do the 30-day yoga with Adrian challenge. And, like, I know that stuff's good for me. And I always feel great when I do yoga in the morning. But, quite frankly, I just wasn't really feeling it. Or I was just trying to find, like, my groove and just what worked for me. And so I really just stopped after day five. And I'm not going to beat myself up about it because, you know, I had a legitimate reason. Or I think the reason's legitimate. But yeah, so didn't do much of that. Um, But instead, yes, I was trying to adjust to work and learn how, like learn the ropes and just how to be a good employee and just frank quite frankly like not embarrass myself and just be able to do tasks effectively and so that's the whole process which also explains why I'm currently recording this in bed (laughs) instead of the planned time which was tomorrow after work because just like the idea of coming home from work and then having to record this as opposed to reading something or watching something I was like you know what, I'm going to let myself relax tomorrow and I'll do it today, even though I'm on like a couple of hours of very interrupted sleep. I'm not going to get into it, maybe another day, but yeah, so that's what's happening. And I guess through this whole journey of starting work, I just realized how like hindered by this mindset what do you call that mindset? This like whole imposter syndrome phenomenon I am. And I've actually been meaning to speak about this topic for like quite some time. In fact, I planned this episode before work had even started. (laughs) So I know that it's something that I've been struggling with. Um, But here we are now and I think it's still very relevant and maybe more so now because I've actually lived through it. So I just wanted to talk about, I guess, what it is and how it can show up. And also just some things that have helped me um, be more like aware and cognizant of when I'm having like thoughts of self-doubt. Um, so it actually started when I watched like an Anna, 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 Anna Akana video. And she was just explaining like the different types of imposter syndrome. And it just really resonated with me because I had never noticed that it shows up in so many different ways so I guess just to start from the beginning for those who don't know imposter syndrome is basically like a collection of feelings of inadequacy that I guess persists despite having like achieved something or um, witnessed like evident success so 
you're essentially just dealing with this chronic self-doubt and this idea that you're a fraud and it essentially will override any sort of success or external proof of your own competence or ability to do something and because that's so like ingrained in your mind it's actually really hard for people with imposter syndrome to um, internalize their accomplishments and also their skills I guess because what they're thinking is that I've succeeded because this task is easy or it's due to luck and it's never due to like their own talents or qualifications and so it's sort of strongly linked to this idea of perfectionism um and one thing that's quite damaging is that it actually masks masks their fear that they're not able to achieve this thing the next time it happens because they've attributed everything to like an external factor right um and yeah like when you're not able to internalize your own successes when you do I guess achieve something or get to a goal you always think that it's easy you know anyone could have done it or you got there because you had help from other people and this is quite a common sort of feeling so if any of this sounds familiar to you or familiar to a feeling that you've had then my friend you have experienced imposter syndrome um and so how does it manifest exactly it can show up in five main ways i think so there's firstly the perfectionist superhero the expert natural genius and the soloist and honestly i can pretty much identify with all five of these (laughs) types of imposter syndrome which is bad because let me tell you so as a perfectionist you're someone who's just like never satisfied with the work that you produce you always think that there's like a better way of doing it or there's always just so many improvements that you can make and I think a lot of that is because instead of considering their strengths perfectionists tend to fixate on like their flaws or mistakes and they just keep finding things that they can work on or things that aren't good enough and it actually creates a lot of self-pressure because not only do you think you know you're not great but then you also set these like unreasonably high expectations for yourself so it's basically like a double whammy like I don't know about you but even if I don't meet like 99% of or even if I meet 99% of my goals or like for a certain goal I'm like literally at the end I just haven't hit the mark yet I'll still feel like a failure and it's because with perfectionists they have this mentality of like I must not fail and so there's so much pressure to not fail because they don't want to be like found out in a sense where they don't actually feel as if they deserve or belong in their current position does that make sense I hope it does and then the other side of that which makes it even worse is that when they do achieve the thing that they've set out to do like when they do actually get the success and in their eyes technically not fail that success brings more 
pressure because it has like responsibility and visibility around it like now that I've achieved this I have to be even better or like people know me now and so I can't ever fail ever again and so people who experience this are not able to actually enjoy their success which is not great Um, and then there's the superhero who just inherently feels inadequate and to I guess make up for that they push themselves as hard as possible in like everything they essentially equate competence to like how many roles can I actually juggle and excel in so they're the type of people that will just try to take on everything in their lives and try to excel at everything in their lives and I'm not saying that's impossible but I'm saying that's very exhausting and like again not saying it's impossible but it's really hard to do everything amazingly like you can probably do it but I think what I have learned is that you do have to pick your strengths and maybe like a few development areas and just focus on those as opposed to everything but yeah with the superhero they feel as if any sort of like falling short is shameful and it comes from a place where like they think they should be able to handle it and so that's why they feel the need to like push themselves to work harder in all of those areas to prove to other people that they're not not imposters or that they deserve I guess the position that they've been given and so yeah there's that cycle where they just need to succeed in everything which is it's quite exhausting to think about but it's something that I definitely do like there are so many aspects of my life where I'm like yes I need to be great at this or like for instance in the workplace there's like you know your leadership your communication technical skills blah 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 like obviously you want to be well-rounded but I think it's so easy for me to be like no I want to be the best at everything and I think at my level I can't do that yet because there's so much to learn in every single I guess skill set and so it's quite exhausting to actually you know push myself so hard in every single way to be like the best of the best but yes being a superhero is another way that imposter syndrome manifests and then we also have the expert so there's someone who's always trying to learn more and it's just like never satisfied with how much they know or like their level of understanding so they're like highly skilled people but they always like underrate their own or like underestimate like how much they actually know because they fixate on like those gaps of knowledge and the fact that they might not know something makes them feel as if they're failures or like a sense of shame so this essentially can look like um like if you want to start a project and it's like a passion project or something but they just will never start because they feel the need to be able to like gather every single piece of information to be able to make like a well-informed decision but Obviously, there's just like so much information out there that you're never going to know everything before you start something, right? And I think that's, I guess, how I felt um, going into like making this podcast or like how a lot of people feel about pursuing like more creative 
um, projects or like mediums of communication like blogs and stuff or like even back in the day when I wanted to YouTube and still now like I feel like there's so much I need to learn and so much knowledge that I don't have and so I'm like no 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 I have to learn everything first before I go into it um which obviously like you can't do that but I think a lot of people do it because they feel the need to justify why they're starting a project or entering a specific space and it's also the same idea when people like don't apply for a job unless they've like ticked every single criteria in the job description and I know it's good to have all of that under your belt but um like there are so many people out there that don't feel the need to tick all the boxes and they apply for the job and they still get it because you know you don't need to tick all the boxes but some people you know it stops them even if they can't like take only one thing um yeah which is sad but again they feel the need to like justify why they're doing something fourth is the natural genius which is literally me like I hate it so much um it's it's the actual worst like if you guys have listened to my past episodes you will have noticed that I don't like starting new things unless I'm good at it like I have this complex about me that I'm just I kind of expect myself to be good at something or to learn something quickly (laughs) and if I don't I just get mad and I give up which is really bad because obviously you have to learn in order to improve and just be good at something but I just hate that idea like I had it with watercolors um like even with volleyball I was kind of annoyed that I wasn't as you know gifted as the other girls on my team but that's just like the nature of things right like not everyone is good at everything from the get-go and like more recently it's been me with gym like obviously I'm not going to know the proper form for everything but for some reason I hold this like unnatural expectation that like okay, after watching like five YouTube videos, I should be so good at like doing this specific exercise or I should already know the proper form for this. But like, no, that's not the bloody case. Um, And yeah, so whenever I struggle or have to work to accomplish something, I just feel like I'm not good enough. And like, just how insane is that? Obviously, I'm not good enough. I haven't learnt the craft. (laughs) And yeah, it's annoying because for people who have this like natural genius sort of mindset, they generally set like really excessive or excessively high goals for themselves. And obviously they feel crushed when they don't succeed on the first try. Yeah. And I think it's just sad because it's coming from this expectation that skills should come easily to you. And so, yeah, when you have to put in effort into actually like doing a task or um you know acquiring a skill your brain automatically just tells you hey this is proof that you're actually an imposter and you don't deserve to be doing this or you don't deserve to be in your position um yeah which I hate and (laughs) quite frankly why I don't do a lot of things But hey, that is something that I'm working on and we'll talk about some tips later. 
Um, <laughs> and lastly, we have the soloist who is just like a very individualistic person and prefers to work on their own. I feel like I'm not really a soloist, but I definitely have a few who are like a few friends who are like this. Um, especially the ones that can't relax. Shout out to you know who you are, but this is for you. <laughs> and I think the soloist is quite common in, I guess, today's society and culture of like toxic productivity because nowadays I feel that a lot of people's self worth or their validation comes from um, this idea of productivity and therefore because it all stems from like how productive can I be how effective can I be or like how many things can I do there's this really like negative idea that seeking assistance is like a form of weakness and so they generally just reject any sort of like helping hand from other people because yeah they just don't want to be seen as weak or incompetent and that's just how they think which obviously isn't true like sometimes people are just more effective when you ask for help and like work in a collaborative environment or just like bounce ideas off each other right like that's a very important thing about relationships with other people like why you have them so you can can collaborate and just share things um and yeah I feel like with soloists they want to take ownership but in a very toxic way so like they take ownership of something because they want to prove that they can do it and that they're capable but yeah doesn't it's not great it's not great for the brain and it's very exhausting and also ineffective because there are a lot of situations where like it is actually so much more efficient to ask for help than to just sit there and just grind away at an issue anyway won't get into that but yeah so those are like the five key ways that imposter syndrome manifests and like this is obviously learned behavior and a lot of it actually originates from the sort of reward systems that children grow up with um I guess the main one being like you internalize this idea that in order to be loved or lovable from like your parents you need to have achieved something and I think this is very very um deeply rooted in like Asian culture and I'm sure many other cultures around the world as well but just speaking from my experience like even my friends if you got like an A or something you know your parents are going to show that their appreciation of like how hard you worked or like validate how hard you worked to get to that thing and that validation comes off as like love so I think it's that sort of like um cycle that really ingrains this sort of imposter syndrome into us so (laughs) do you feel attacked by any of these at all because I don't worry I definitely felt like pretty confronted when I found these examples like I definitely see how I can be all of these um so then I was like how how do I actually go about dealing with this because this is something that I face like quite regularly like if not daily um and I think the key thing for me was just like recognizing 
and acknowledging when I had these thoughts. Like whenever you notice yourself having like moments of like self-doubt, what I try to do is just like observe the thought and try not to engage. It's sort of like meditation in a sense. Um, but I'm not here to preach meditation. I don't do it enough to know the benefits. But it's just pausing and then giving yourself a chance to put that self-doubt into perspective and ask like, hey, is this thought actually like hindering me or helping me? Like, why is this happening? And so as an example, sorry, I'm just talking about work all the time, but that's literally my life right now. But I will be working on, I guess, some slides at work and one of the more senior members of the team will come back to me with feedback. And obviously there's going to be feedback, right? Like even if everything on the slides seemed perfect to me, there's going to be things that I can improve on in the way I write or like the type of content I have on the slide. And, you know, as a beginner, these are expected. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how things are done yet. But whenever I get any sort of feedback, even if it's like super constructive, I automatically go into this mode where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. How could I have not realized that? I need to like triple check my work every single time. Like, oh, is there like a reason why I'm getting this feedback? Am I just not smart enough? But no, buddy, like <laughs> this is so normal. Like, why am I feeling like this? Um, And so it's just like when I get into that spiral, I have to step back and be like, hey, no. This feedback is actually helpful and it's actually very normal that I'm getting this feedback and it's not really an indicator of like how good or bad I am. Because if you think about it, the key difference between someone who has or experiences imposter syndrome and someone who doesn't is just how they respond to a challenge. Like the challenge in that slide case is me getting the feedback and I think a normal person without um, imposter syndrome would be like okay yes I accept but someone who is very much like trapped in that sort of mindset they'll like fixate on the fact that they're given any sort of feedback and be like oh my gosh why 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 so it's just making that like mental shift and like reprogramming or like rewriting I guess the sort of things that you tell yourself. I think it's learning about like valuing constructive criticism or if you do receive unhelpful criticism to actually just look at the main point of what they're trying to communicate and focusing on that instead. Like an advice, a piece of advice I got from someone was if someone gives you like really nasty feedback, try to look at it from their perspective and then rephrase that feedback in a way that's like nicer. So if you were the person that was like, you know, yelling at someone else for doing something poorly or like giving them points of improvement, like how would you phrase that instead of how that person actually phrased it? And by doing that, you can sort of see past all the negativity and focus on the actual point they're trying to communicate. And yes, like, In doing that, I think you start to see failure as a learning opportunity, which is key, right? That's the key for imposter syndrome. You stop looking at failures as, I guess, failures, but instead as opportunities. And 
yeah, like, especially, um, for example, with a soloist, it's just realizing that, okay, it's actually quite negative for me to take on all of this by myself. And it's actually a good opportunity for me to learn to actually ask people for help because, you know, I might actually be slowing down my team by not asking for help. Um, and like, it's, it's hard, I know, but it comes with practice as most things do. Like the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it's just normal to not know everything from the get go. I think that's something that I am constantly trying to remember and be more comfortable with, you know, (laughs) as the natural genius, that is something that doesn't come naturally to me. But in being more aware of this idea and this phenomenon, I can, you know, start to recognize that I actually accumulate, accumulate knowledge as I go on and as I move through the process. And yes, the process is an opportunity to learn and learning is good. Learning is so good. So yeah, I think that's very key in this whole imposter syndrome thing. And like, obviously be kind to yourself when you have these thoughts as well. Like you're obviously, you know, trying your best and that's why you have this sort of imposter syndrome experience. Like you just want to be perfect so that you don't, you know, embarrass yourself or so that you can show other people that you can do a good job but it's so okay to make mistakes like you are entitled to make small mistakes occasionally and you can forgive yourself for those things like you know a lot of people nowadays we do like one thing wrong but a million things right but we'll still fixate on that one wrong thing so don't forget to be kind and actually reward yourself for doing things right Um, And another thing that has helped me is just sharing my experiences or my feelings with like mentors or like my peers, because by sharing, you're able to like, I guess, feel reassured that what you're feeling is something that other people feel as well. And that you're not really alone in this experience. And I got to say, like, that's literally one of the main reasons why I get, like, coffee in the office. Like, I know a lot of people do it for the hustle, like, the networking hustle. But for me, I'm just there to rant. Like, I just really appreciate being able to express, like, where I'm currently at and just hear how other people have gone about dealing with these things in their experiences. Like, recently I was worried about, I guess, being compared to my cohort and how I was measuring up against their skills because I thought they're like all super intelligent and I hear that you know from the more senior members that they are super intelligent and so I was just not sure where I was measuring up and I know you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people blah 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 but that's just like how performance reviews work so bear with me um And I think it's hard at my firm, especially because everyone's like so overly nice and really intelligent. So then it was just like, I don't know if people are being honest with me about my skill level. And I also just don't feel smart enough. But then I was talking to one of of the people in the cohorts above and she was just like, hey, there are other people that feel the exact same way. And 
they turned out to be amazing. Like these people have like the best leadership um, capabilities. They're the smartest people and yet they still feel the same way. And just knowing that there are so many like generations before or whatever who were in the same shoes that I am currently in is comforting to know, especially when I can see like how much they had changed in their journeys and also how much they had gone to achieve. And so, you know, just seeing how changes to your mindset had helped changes to their mindset had helped them encourages me to be more cognizant of the way I talk about my own abilities. Um, and like, I know a lot of these examples are like job related, but obviously this relates to anything that requires like a skill or if you're like learning something and you craft or whatever, like hobbies, I don't know, like volunteering things, it can apply to anything. And yeah, a lot of the time it's just how you've programmed to think about yourself as opposed to what the reality actually is. So yes, please be kind to yourself and just acknowledge when it happens and catch yourself before it spirals into anything worse. Because I think the worst thing you can do is let that experience control your decisions. Like when you let that self-doubt actually dictate what you do with your life, that's when things start to get scary and dark and you just don't want to go down that path. So I'm here to tell you that you're not alone and I'm here with you. So yeah, I think that's all I have for today. Um, I hope it was helpful, gave you some insight. If not, that's okay. Just <laughs> you allowed me to like rant for 30 minutes, but yeah, I really do hope that this was helpful in some shape or form. And I think I'll be signing off because I have to get to the gym at 6.15 tomorrow. I don't know why I did this to myself. But yeah, personal trainer sessions, guys. This is what learning looks like. <laughs> um, so before I go, I just want to do like my little to-do, which I've ambitiously written that I want to finish a book that I'm currently reading called Boundaries. I think I'm like 85% through, but... I also thought I uh, I thought I was going to plan to record another episode by the end of this week. So I don't know if I can read 20, no, 15% of a book in a week. But you know what? A challenge is a challenge. So that's what I'm going to try to do. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you continue listening and yeah I hope to see you or not to see you why am I so bad at this (laughs) I hope that you tune in next week and I hope you have a good week ahead of you bye